Welcome back to the Everything Elam podcast, where we talk about life at our beautiful senior living community in Cheshire, Connecticut. Join us to discuss all things wellness, family, faith, lifelong learning, and stay in the know of all things Elam Park has to offer. All right, so we are live with another episode of the Everything Elam podcast, and this episode is uh, very special because we're going to talk about Nelson Hall. Um, so I'm Lauren Bedard. I'm the host of the podcast, and today we have Pam Nelson, who is, is our Nelson Hall Theater Manager, and Travis Ledoit. Uh, so Pam, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. I've been um, director of Nelson Hall for just about a year now, came from Pennsylvania, and really excited to be in this role. We've had a great lineup. We had a great season last year, and this season's even more uh, exciting. And I'm thrilled to have Travis back again. We had him here last fall uh, in a tribute to the king, and he's coming back with his son and star shows that I want to ask him about now. And Travis, uh, you're our special guest today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm honored. Yeah, my name is Travis Ledoy. I've been in the music business for over 20 years now, um, which really started with my tribute to the king. Um, that's where I got the most notoriety um, and began, you know, traveling around the country, playing at casinos, fairs, festivals, and, and performing art centers as well. And uh, just this past year. We started, or I started the Sun and the Stars show. Um, it's my same band, but um, kind of expanded the, this whole new show, and uh, and it's gone really well. I also am, am a songwriter as well, and um, I've getting been getting more and more into that and putting out um, original CDs of 1960s or 1970s style music because they ain't making anymore. So uh, that's pretty much it. How did you come up with the Sun and the Stars uh, name for the show? How what what's the derivation of that? Well, absolutely. Um, uh, Sun Records in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. A lot of people will know because that uh, Elvis got his start um, there at Sun Records. Um, its founder Sam Phillips is, uh, was very famous. Um, well, you know, he recorded these legendary musicians like Elvis, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee, Carl Perkins, Roy Orbison, and, and many, many others. So. Um, you know, I did the, the the name just kind of popped in my head because I wanted to do something featuring you know where I could do a show showing off all these because there's so much great music back then, kind of showing them all off, all these artists off, and Sun and the Stars. So it's it's about the um, legends of Sun Records that recorded there back in the fifties and sixties, and the songs that made them famous and that made them legends. So that's yeah. kind of where it came up with it. So what um, interests you about, uh, excites you about coming back to Nelson Hall? Was it a good experience for you last year? I want to redeem myself. No, no. It was, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, there's a lot of things that I really liked about, you know, one of the first things um, is the audience. It's got to be, it's, it's, it's a great audience. It was a very receptive audience and a lot of fun to play to. Uh, the, the other thing is, is you got to have good sound. Um, because that can that could ruin a show, and I actually had that happen in the past where we played places that that don't have good sound, um, and that involves not only acoustics of the building, which is good, but also the uh, you know the sound company and the equipment that you had, and you know the the things that just top it all off are, are like the staff. Everybody was super friendly, very uh, um, very kind to us, and you guys really took good care of us, and and kind of spoiled us for other places that we have to play. You know, so that's a good and bad thing. 
but uh, it it was great vibe, great atmosphere there. Um, you know, and good I don't acoustics. Know what else I could say? Yeah, good acoustics. Yeah, well, we try with the hospitality. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the music biz? Well, sure. You know, when I was a kid, you know, music was really in the background of life. Like, I didn't really focus too much on it. My father played all this music. In fact, all the 60s, 50s, 60s artists. And I didn't really pay attention to it. And I used to give him grief, as kids just do. You know, he's like, oh, Dad, you're playing Elvis again. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. I just like, give him grief. I wasn't really paying attention to it. But anyhow, when I got to be about 17, 18 years old, I actually had discovered Elvis on my own by watching a documentary, just flipping through the TV, and I kind of got captivated by not only the sound, the look, it, it just, I guess it was just, he he had that entire package, you know, um, and I was, yeah, I was captivated by it, and I went and bought the first ever um, piece of music I ever bought uh, was a CD, this was, you know, these are still the early days of CDs, but um, and it was Elvis in the Sun Records days, you know, when he first started. And um, that really started. I didn't know why I would be doing this. I just loved the music and I'd start singing along. And then my father, one Christmas, was thinking he didn't know what to get me. And he's like, well, Travis has been singing in his room some. So he said, I'll get him a little karaoke machine. Those were just becoming uh, a thing. Um, and then he, so he bought me that. And he said, well, I got to get, get him something to sing to. So he bought me a cassette tape that goes in there of Elvis karaoke. So he thought, well, at least he know he knows some Elvis things. And he doesn't know what he created a monster. <laughs> After that, yeah. And it's no coincidence that you look kind of like him, too. Well, you know, funny enough, in school, they called me Travis. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of a joke thing. And then in high school, I kind of played into it a little bit. I mean, I dyed my hair black and it was growing the sideburns. And, and it was really cool because, um, I don't know, it's getting towards that, the, the time where, you know, anybody could be into anything. And everybody's very accepting back then and I, you know so yeah so i really leaned into that i remember doing a uh, uh they were doing these school um every every uh, grade had to do a class skit i remember this is where it really started and my class was just we procrastinated I mean, we were terrible at fundraising everything it was just funny how how us as i guess we were the sophomores that year yeah and we were just the worst, you know, and, and even procrastinating anything. And so it came the day we were supposed to do this class skit where you're supposed to write something and everybody gets involved. We had nothing. And that morning, somebody said, well, we got to have a skit. And I said, I could do a funny little Elvis thing. And one of the girls, this is crazy. One of the girls, her father had this red jumpsuit. I don't know why he she had it, but she said, my dad has this red jumpsuit. I can see if he can bring it to the school. And so we put this thing together, like made this fake jukebox, and we ju I just played an Elvis song, and we just were all winging it like it was at a, a, a sock hop or something, just getting on the table and dancing. You know, this is from the whole school. And well, you know, long story long, I guess. I I ended. We ended up winning, you know, because they judged them, and we won first place at it with just mm -hmm. this silly, you know, impromptu impersonation. And I think that's kind of what started. I was like, oh, this could be fun, but I never mm -hmm. thought that I could would have done it as a career, you know, but mm -hmm. um, it just all kind of fell into place there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. And that was my question because when we first saw some of the videos that you were putting out, we just were blown away. We were like, wow, he really looks like him. Uh, so we just, I wonder if, I mean, do you often get, do people come up to you on, even when you're out and say, wow, you look like Elvis. Well, if I'm, if I'm not working, um, I would just wear my hair completely different. And I, I just, 
so lazy with shaving that I only <laughs> shave if I have you know shows. So if there's a week or two off, I start getting that the beard and everything growing in, and and so um, you know I'm not going around trying to trying to look like it. I mean, occasionally it's happened, but uh, um, but like, yeah, like I said, I got the I got that in high school. But you know, w- with a little makeup to enhance things, I think it it, it pulls it off enough. It really helps um, sell sell that image. Uh, it's worked, you know. Um, as I said, been doing it about twenty something years now. So, how heavy a tour schedule do you have? I mean, you're doing this full time, obviously. Um, well, I mean, are you? Are you? Uh, what's that like? Life on the road for you? Well, lately, you know, as I said, this year I it was the first year we started Sun and the Stars, and and it's been a blessing because a lot of the people that have booked us um, were really eager to try it out. Um, it's funny. There were some that were like, "Well, uh, we we're gonna stick with what works" because they they were hesitant. But but the majority of it, and the majority of my bookings have been Sun Star. So um, this has been a very busy year. In fact, the last these last six weeks, um, I haven't had a weekend off, and I've only been home a day or two during you know like a Tuesday, Wednesday, then out again. And so it's been very busy, um, and it will continue to be until you know October. Maybe get a a week or two off, and then. Um, so it's been very busy and, uh, you know, not only that, it, it was a hard year because, um, my booking agent slash manager slash bass player, he did everything. Dick McVay passed away last mm. September. So we're almost coming on a year now. He worked with me for 20 years and he did all this stuff, you know, he did all the bookings. So I had to take over and I, you know, it just, the workload really increased when I was like, oh, now I see what I paid him for, you know, how much mm. work this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to take over kind of on the bookings which I enjoy. I, I enjoy when I get to talk to people like you guys, you know, when we, we it's, um, I've found that people that I've worked with do enjoy working directly with you, uh, which is nice. But you know, when you're trying to book a new place, I think there's a perception of, well, if he was any good, he'd have a booking agent, you know, or something. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, but anyhow, a lot, yeah, I keep giving you long answers. I'm sorry. Um, but it's been, uh, it's been a good year this year so far so that has been going really well and it, so it's nice i joke around and i say now i have two shows people can turn me down for mm-hmm. yeah what do you do to uh maintain your mental and physical fitness when you're on the road like that it must be hard uh performing all the time i mean you must do have a regimen or something to keep yourself fit or is just the performance itself do that it is no it the, the performance helps but but i do uh, to do try to get to the gym. Um, we, we, as you can imagine, on the road, it's hard to eat healthy, and you know because you got to find healthy food and to mm-hmm. to find the gyms to get to. Um, so so that's not easy, and it's kind of like I always it's like a pain for the rest of the band because they'll be like, "All right, let's just grab some McDonald's." I'm like, I would rather eat somewhere else. So like I'm I'm the one that makes us go out of the way, you know, 10, 15 minutes on the road to try to find some something more healthy to eat and. Uh, Sometimes they join me, and most of the times they just wait on me. But uh, but you need to, yeah, you need to do that because it, it can wear you down. All the traveling—that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. It's like, oh, you just get paid to just get up on stage and have fun. And well, well, yeah, we do, but we always feel like you know you're getting paid for all the travel and and stuff and being away from home, and um, um, it can be a lot. As as I said, without um, my manager who used to um, pick up the rental vans and kind of drive the guys to the gig, and I would fly in. Um, boy, he had me spoiled. Now I have to fly in and pick up the band, and you know, so there's just a lot more uh, work involved and travel involved for me. Uh, 
for that. But I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, complaining about it. I still feel blessed to do it. But uh, do you travel yeah. all over the country, or do you try and stay in certain regions? No, it, all over. Yeah, we'll go. We really will go anywhere. I don't. I don't really do as much more international stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you know. I don't know. It's it's it still wears you down. I I I've, I there's been a um, a show in England that I'll still do about eight, once a year, and I'm just saying that like that travel. I don't sleep on the plane. By the time I get back from flying over there, doing a show, flying back, um, it just it, it it really wears me out, and I'm like I'm kind of like a zombie for a week or so. So so I do like sticking to the states now if I can. Um, and but we'll go. We just had a show not long ago, and uh, let's see, a couple of weeks ago we were in New Mexico, and then we're in California, uh, Oklahoma. Some of our biggest, probably our biggest following, is in Oklahoma for some reason. Just worked mm. out that way. But we yeah, we'll go. We go all over. I'm actually we don't play New England very much, which is strange. I don't know if it's one of those like, you know, how people kind of think, well, if they're from here, it can't be good, very good. We had this perception of you know somebody somewhere else coming from somewhere else. I don't know. I've, I've just noticed that a lot, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, well, you're based in New Hampshire. Um, I, do, you, yeah, yeah. I, do you care to share how you ended up uh, there? Cause I, I, I noticed it on your phone when you called, there was a Memphis or a, a oh, Nashville, Nashville, yeah. Nashville area code or something. Yeah. I lived in Nashville. So while I was born in Massachusetts, uh, when I got into music, um, uh, about the year 2000, 2001, I moved down to, uh, Nashville. And mm-hmm. so that's why I had that number. Um, but then as time went on, um, we decided to move back up here. Now the band's still based in Nashville, but, um, my father was kind of having a rough time and, um, I thought, well, he lived up here and I, you know, close enough to New Hampshire. I thought, okay, I'll get a place, convert the garage for a little apartment for him. And so that's what I did. Cause I was like, well, you can, you can fly anywhere you need to fly. But uh, so it would be more convenient to probably still be where the band is in Nashville, but we're making it work. And, you know, I grew up in New England, so I do, uh, I do love the area. So we're making it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you have a favorite song that you get to perform at the shows? Well, th- uh, d- it's probably different with the Elvis one and this one. Now, this Son of the Stars show has just so expanded. Um, the the amount of music you can do, and I would say the kind of the the replay value of it, you know, because you, you, you come into a venue a year after you've already done it, it's like, well, I got a whole bunch of new songs I can do because I have so many artists that we cover on that. Um, but I do love doing the piano stuff, and lately, I think um, some of these Jerry Lees are just a lot of fun to do uh, with the Great Balls of Fire and and. Um, or what else? A whole lot of shake. All that stuff is kind of fun to do the piano. Uh, it's just fun to bang around on that thing. <laughs> that thing. You know, people seem to like that. So I'd say, yeah, probably something like Great Balls of Fire, yeah. <laughs> I was traveling when you came to perform at Nelson Hall the last show, so I'm very excited to see it this time. Oh, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you studied music and piano for a lot of years. Besides your karaoke singing, did you actually formally study piano at some point? Because you're quite good. Oh, thank you. It says it's smoke and mirrors now. Uh, no, it's I just I, I tried doing uh you know like training of, of reading music and and I was just I didn't have the patience for it and really I just so I kind of self taught myself for just listening to uh, really it started with the Jerry Lee stuff when I heard it, the way pumping on that piano I thought that sounds like fun I just wanted to just be able to jump into it and I'm just impatient I guess so. Well, you're awesome. 
Oh, oh well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, and it, it works. I've been getting great feedback for this new show. I'm just so excited about it because I love doing it. I love doing the Elvis one too. I do. Uh, but it's great when you come up with a concept and it really works. And the other thing is I, there's, I get to showcase a few original songs that I wrote that really seamlessly blend into it. In, into the show, like a theme song. I wrote a theme called Sun and the Stars that I come out to that kind of presents the whole thing. It sets the the, the kind of the sound. Um, if you may recall, in the 1970s, there was a resurgence of this 1950s music. So you had, and you had like, oh, well, you got China on things like that. But you think of, I think of the movie Grease um, mm-hmm. and how it was that 50s sound, but it was a cleaner sound because of course they had the technology there and kind of a bigger 50s sound. And so that's kind of what it, I think of this show. It's like that 1970s sound of the 50s, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you're awesome the way you come down into the audience and sit on laps. The ladies love it. Oh, that's my favorite part. And the guys are always like, okay, you got to spend some more time on stage, though, because I know I'd be out there the whole time. Well, you know, it's, it's, ni- it's nice to be able to, like, give everybody this front row seat to the show. Um, and really try to connect with people on personal level. And I get so much good feedback on that, that pe- people do love it. Now, occasionally, there might be somebody that'd be like, well, you know, when you go back there, I'm in the fr- in front and I can't see, you know. So you, you got to strike that balance, of course. But but yeah, they do love that. I feel like music just brings up so many happy memories, especially for our residents. So I think it just, it's a way to kind of escape and just kind of go back to a different time and just kind of have fun and our shows always have so much energy and i know yours was no exception so well yeah we try to keep the high energy you know people are they could just listen to the records otherwise why are they coming out because that they want to see a show and experience something and you're right about music and connection to memories and a lot of people a lot of the fans um and you know the demographic that i'm playing for here they have these strong connections that they remember the first time they would have heard um maybe hound dog or or any of these you know any of these songs they have a strong memory connected with that and i hear that a lot too when they come up in line um so you're right and it's so great to be able to take somebody back like that in time and boy i wish i could go back in time and and experience that with them you know it's like i got here too late i guess but (laughs) but maybe that's my job to, to to try to i i think of it as I kind of think like nowadays, I, I almost feel like we're kind of living in, in dark times in some ways and, 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 and a lot of negativity. And we all have ways that we bring light to people, uh, love and light, you know, mm-hmm. at least good people like us that, that can. And this is this is the only way I know how to do it. So this is my way of doing it. Um, so I just realized the importance of that more than ever. Um and it seems to be working. So it just really touches me when people have these kind comments and saying how, how you know, they kind of forget their troubles for a while. They forget where they are or when they are. And uh, it, take, it takes them back in time to a, to a simpler time. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, I'm not saying the, the 50s or 60s or even 70s were perfect. But um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fondness um, for those days and in uh, the music especially. Um, and what memories the music is, is attached to. So. I what feel blessed. You, yeah. What, what can you tell us about the uh, artists, the other musicians that you're bringing with you? Um, there's three others, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all in Nashville. And you, can you just share a little bit about them? Oh, and you've been performing absolutely. with them. 
Um, one thing I learned early on is, you know, it wasn't just about having a person filling a role. You know, like, I, yeah, I've been doing this 20 years and we've gone through uh, different versions of the band. You get different members and stuff. Um, and sometimes you get along, sometimes you don't really. And finally, I realized what's important, like, not all, and I've narrowed it down to getting like, not only are these guys incredible players, but we get along so well. And the interesting thing, and this kind of ties in what I was just saying, is is they vary on the political spectrum. So we got members on the left and we got members on the right. And you know what? It doesn't matter. We we all get along. We don't agree on everything, but we all love each other. It's like a family. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, they, they're all coming based out of Nashville. Um, so you know they've really they've really paid their dues and they've really. Uh, got the chops you know because you got to have it to, to be able to to survive in nashville what are, what are their names that you're bringing yeah up? sure yeah um well let's see we'll start from the longest member is is larry garvin he's been with me since about 2016 i believe uh larry plays a uh, guitar uh for us and then we have alan blackston who is our drummer he's been with us maybe i think like four or five years now um and um so in replacing now, as I mentioned, we lost Dick McVeigh, who played bass and he was a booking manager. So um, we have uh, Mark uh, Consulo, uh, who oh, I'm so thankful that we found him because uh, I know that Dick would approve. And uh, and so again, he's from Nashville too. He's great. He's only been with us for this past year, really. Um, but we have a great time. We have a lot of fun, and people pick up on that. If if you're really gelling on stage, you know, and the, the the banter and, you know, you can't fool them. You know, if if there was any animosity or negativity that pe people would pick up on it, but they know we're having a great time. They see us smiling at each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think it shows in the show. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this might be a good time. Uh, do you want to give a little shout out to the show that's coming up uh, end of this month? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. We've got uh, three shows now on um, September 21st, and then September 22nd, we have two shows. Um, and again, this is Sun and the Stars. So it's music of artists from Sun Records. So you've got Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, Carl Perkins, maybe a little bit lesser known. And then there's other artists as well that are lesser known, but that did record there as well. And, I, you know, we're talking... Um, uh, Charlie Rich recorded there. We do we do uh, one or two Charlie Rich songs. Um, uh, there's uh, I'm blanking on uh, Rufus Thomas Jr., which um, he had some, he had more of a bluesy artist, um, which he had um, a famous song Bearcat for one that we do, and which was a uh, his response to Hound Dog. So it's very, we kind of do this medley showing how similar these two songs are. Um, and uh, for for a lot of people, maybe especially in the South, uh, you know, the Sun Records is is a legendary uh, place and very important just in history for for many reasons. Um, but one being breaking the racial barriers. Um, you know, Sam Phillips didn't. It didn't matter. You know, color, creed, race, any of that stuff, and music style. He would record anybody. And you know, in in in. The segregated society of the 50s that that's it was a big deal um and uh, he was really good at recognizing talent so many people came through those doors um 
So he also, you know, he also had innovative recording uh, techniques. Like he came up with that slapback. If you think back, if you've heard some of those early Elvis recordings, maybe you, you would recall that slapback echo that that was on there. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's just a legendary place, really. That was where the first rock and roll song ever recorded. You know, hi historians may disagree, but for the most part, I think they agree that. Um, a recording called Rocket 88, and I, I think it was around 52, 52, 53, um, is the first ever, they call it the first ever rock and roll song. It was recorded there. And it's in interesting that Ike Turner was on that, uh, who we know from, you know, Tina Turner and all that. Uh, anyways, uh, it's just it's just a, a legendary place, and I just love, you know, that name popped in my head, that sun and the stars, and it's just kind of like, I don't know. To me, it felt like this is meant to be. And as I said, we're getting... God, the reviews are great on it, and people are loving it. And, you know, somebody came and said to me, we just did a show in Oklahoma, and they came up and said, I didn't know how you were going to pull this off. I didn't know what to expect, but it's perfect the way you do it. And, and so, you know, we don't do it in sections. You know, it's not like, all right, here's the Elvis section, here's the Johnny Cash. It's kind of mixed in, and um, uh, thankfully it works. I don't know. You know, I don't know how to, to analyze it. Why why it seems to be working, but 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 they seem to love it because I think what it boils down to is people just want to hear good music, and you're mm -hmm. definitely getting that thing. You think of all those artists, you got a ton of, of great songs. Like who doesn't get excited when Pretty Woman starts, right? <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And then Pam, we have a super exciting uh, lineup this fall. So I don't know if you want to mention some of the other shows that are coming later in the season. Sure. Following Sun and Stars, which is a hard act to follow. Uh, we have always Olivia with the Olivia Newton-John tribute uh, in October 6th and Sail on the Beach Boys on October 19th and 20th and Broadway Anthems of Hope, Dallin Bale Bales on, uh, on November 3rd. You'll be doing all the inspirational songs from like Phantom, Les Mis, Carousel, traditional um, and inspirational songs. And then Linda Ronstadt on October no or November 9th. Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond tribute on uh, November 16th, and Barbara and Frank on December 1st. Barbara Streisand and Frank Sinatra tribute. So we, we've added a show for Sweet Caroline. Uh, the demand is because he's been on Broadway, so we've gotten a lot of lists from that. So we added the show to that one, as well as Sun and Stars and the Beach Boys. Uh, so we have a great lineup, and actually Sweet Caroline is sold out, and Sun and Stars is sold out on two of the shows, almost three, and Beach Boys, I think two of the shows are sold out. So we're, we're doing very well, and Barbara and Frank is sold out. <laughs> so we're doing very well. You guys do great. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. So if you're listening to today's episode, definitely go get your tickets if you haven't already. This is Travis's show is one you will not want to miss. Right. We're so excited for you to come. Guys, I am so excited, and I really appreciate you. Uh, guys, give him, give him my new show a chance, and I, I really think people are going to love it. And I can't wait to, to, to show it off to you. Well, I, we're so excited, like we said, and we can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, like we said, your, your show's coming up, so definitely get those tickets if you haven't already. Um, but thank you again, and we'll see you very soon. Thank you, guys. Looking Thanks, forward Travis. to it. Thanks, Travis. Okay, take care. All right, yeah. thank you. Bye-bye.